0: This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. SiriusXM channel 80 and always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN radio. You got plenty to say about the current state of college athletics involving money, Transfer Portal and NIL, which means we can't wait to hear from you at say espn 888 Your call's coming up in a matter of minutes. And we were talking about this in the National Football League. We didn't get a chance to get to it yesterday. But even though we're still miles away from the NFL Combine and the NFL Draft, you're going to blink your eyes. It's going to be September all over again. And we're going to be ready for another season in the NFL. If it's anywhere near, Harry, what we saw in the playoffs 2024 is going to be maybe even more special than 2023. And that was out of the box. And it was raised by Shannon Penn, our producer. Yeah, we know Patrick Mahomes is the dude in the NFL. He's the most feared player in the National Football League. Without question, Harry, he's the most feared quarterback in the National Football League. Even though Antonio Pierce, Raiders head coach, when he's on the rush with Max Crosby, the outstanding defenseman in the Raiders, on the podcast. He says, yeah, you can fear Patrick Mahomes all you want, but You got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Mm-hmm. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in
1: the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the home.
0: Oh, my. Elbows, them filling up, them, man.
1: love taps. We touched yeah. them. we in the head mentally,
0: physically, emotionally, uh-huh. spiritually. I'm touching you. Ooh. So I show those guys Jordan getting his ass whooped. Okay, Antonio Pierce. <laughs> he said it with his chest, with his elbows mentally, and his feet. Physically,
2: emotionally, spiritually. Uh-huh. I'm touching you.
0: Exactly. <laughs> getting in touch you're in a Patrick Mahomes and out of Patrick Mahomes, apparently, when it comes to Las Vegas Raiders. So we know how feared he is that you're creating rules if you're the Las Vegas Raiders for him. What other quarterbacks, Harry, in your opinion, not saying that on that Mahomes feared line because no one is on that line. But what other quarterbacks are really that feared in the National Football League? I'm
2: going to go with three. Three guys I think that mm-hmm. you know you can deem as being feared okay. consistently.
0: Okay. I got my card up. I want to see where we're on the same <laughs> line. So go ahead.
2: Number one, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. We're talking about a guy that's uh-huh. a two-time MVP. Uh-huh. Uh, this year being able to play from the pocket, getting yep. the weapons, being uh-huh. a dual threat. Uh, I think every time he's in that pocket – Mm-hmm. And you see, he has time. But even if you know he has the ability to create, if yeah. he takes off running right. as a defensive coordinator, your heart is probably pounding, right? Saying like, guys, please stop it! Don't yeah. let it! Don't let it get started.
0: All right, check mark. now.
2: Now, next on my list, I have Josh Allen.
0: Number two. You talk about
2: mark. the arm strength, the physicality, being able to make every throw in the field, throw 60-yard bombs, mm-hmm. the whole nine. So Josh Allen is second on that list. No okay. particular order, I'm just, right. just naming him. Uh-huh. And then thirdly, I have Joe Burrow. You talk about someone that's cool as a fan. <laughs> you talk about mentally uh-huh. being able to look across that field and saying, if it's Patrick Mahomes, I don't give a damn who you are. I don't care how many Super Bowls you won. <laughs> I'm going to make it do what it do, baby. Isn't that what Jamie Foxx said in the song? Absolutely. I'm going to make it do what it do, baby. Right. That's how, that's how Joe Burrow is. And uh-huh. he feels like even being sacked nine times in a football game, right. it doesn't matter. And he literally said the Super Bowl window is open as long as he's the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. So those are my three guys right there.
0: Okay. Check mark, check mark, check mark. Those are the three that I have. I'll add another one, even though he's at that age. Aaron Rodgers is still a field quarterback in the National Football League. In my opinion, There are five elite quarterbacks in the league right now. And you mentioned three of them, along with Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen of Buffalo, Joe Burrow of Cincinnati, Lamar Jackson of Baltimore, Patrick Mahomes of of the Kansas City Chiefs, and to me, Aaron Rodgers is still a feared elite quarterback in the National Football League. In the golden age of quarterbacks, you would think there would be more, but it shows you how elite should be a different category. You can't just say, hey, guy's having a great season, and that guy's an elite quarterback. For example... Micah Parsons, Cowboys linebacker, Stephen A. Smith show. He firmly believes that Dak Prescott isn't a league quarterback because... Besides
1: Patrick Mahomes... Bye. What other quarterback in the AFC has accomplished anything to get more credit than Dak? Joe Flora, Josh Allen. Did mm. he finish? No, but they got it further. It that doesn't it matter, further. matter how far you get. It's, if you're going home and you're not so tearing the, the ring, ring, it doesn't matter.
2: So you go to the NFC Championship.
1: It doesn't matter. If we get sent home, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's no difference. It doesn't matter. bounced in a wild card game? It's no difference. Oh, come on, man. That's ridiculous. All you that's doing that's is getting, you just getting more hope. More hope. But if you are not the Super Bowl champion, it does not matter what you've accomplished. It doesn't matter if you're an MVP, defense player of the year. It doesn't matter. If you're not the Super Bowl champion, it doesn't matter. You haven't accomplished anything.
0: So when does the BFF tour known as Stephen A. Smith and Micah Parsons start? (laughs) When does the BFF comedy tour starring Stephen A. Smith and Micah Parsons? Because that sounded like two brothers in the same family arguing. No, my pie was bigger. 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 bigger." I just want to know when the comedy tour starts. Known as the BFF tour starring Stephen A. Smith and also Micah Parsons of the Cowboys. Let me say
2: this. The ultimate goal for every team at the end, uh, beginning of the season is to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to sit up here and say I'm going to discredit Lamar Jackson or discredit Joe Burrow or discredit – Josh Allen for mm-hmm. at least getting to an AFC championship game. And then on the other hand, we talk about Dak Prescott can't even get to one. Right. So I'm going to discredit the other guys for that. Hell right. no. Right. Yeah. No. And we talk about Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow. Well, he beat the guy, mm-hmm. even though he lost to Matthew Stafford in the Super Bowl. And yes, I get it. The goal is to win a championship. But I'm not going to sit up here and say, man, Dak Prescott's on the same level with Joe Burrow He's because not. he yeah. didn't win a Super Bowl. I'm not going to say Dak Prescott's on the same level with Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, I can't do that. But, Freddie, I got two more guys for you, too, that are young that people better watch out for Mm -hmm. that can
0: become feared in this league. Well, I know one. CJ Stroud. Yep, that's the one. Jordan Love. That's the other one, absolutely. People better watch out. Even more so than Justin Herbert, who I believe is going to get back to being regarded as close to elite status now that Jim Harbaugh is his head coach. But as Devin Kane, our social producer, I say I got to see it. So we got to wait and see exactly what that's going to look like. But I'm with you about C.J. Stroud and I'm with you about Jordan Love because nobody saw that coming with C.J. Stroud. People thought the Houston Texans won five games. They should throw a parade. They not only won more than that, but they also wound up winning their division and beating the Cleveland Browns in that defense in the playoff game, and they didn't back down against the Baltimore Ravens playing that game on the road. And we saw what Jordan Love did for essentially six and a half quarters, the four against the Dallas Cowboys and the first half against the San Francisco 49ers, when even his own team, even the infrastructure, the Packers, they were questioning if he was the quarterback of the future. And he solicited all of that, took it in, and said, all right, y'all keep messing around with me. That price tag is going up. That price tag has gone up for Jordan Love and Green Bay.
2: Well, when you look at the last 10 games of the regular season and how Jordan Love was able to finish, and I can't help but think about the young players that – you know, he can grow with because yeah. they're all similar in age mm-hmm. and they all got an opportunity to make the playoffs, not only win in the first round, but get to play in a, uh, in a divisional round mm-hmm. and, and, and could have actually beat the San Francisco 49ers, a team that went to the playoffs. And then the other team that was in it, the Detroit Lions, you know, was it Thanksgiving Day or was it Christmas Day? That Thanksgiving they played? Day when they beat them. The, the Packers Day. Beat in Detroit. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love balled out in the the all the platforms that Jordan Love can throw off of, whether it's rolling to the right, rolling to the left, off one leg, sidearm, you know, yeah. that baseball background. And mm. then when you look at C.J. Stroud, how late in games, hey, if he has that football last, you can pretty much bank on it. He's going to make every single play. He's going to be, be able to find his guys to keep them w- within the game. Right. So I think those are two people that are young right now that can have something to say. Uh, after next year and even moving forward.
1: I got, I got two guys I wanted to ask you about, but I'll okay. start with the first because we mentioned Joe Burrow and getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But what about the guy that beat Joe Burrow in said Super Bowl and Matthew Stafford? Why isn't his name up there with the other guys as far as a quarterback that you would fear? You look at the weapons that he has on offense, 1,000-yard rush, Puka Nakua breakout season. Why isn't he in that list with some of those other guys?
0: Because he's too far removed from being injured. We worried about Matthew Stafford's career coming into 2023 if he could overcome the elbow and show the injuries. That reduced him to a different kind of quarterback. Burrow's different. Burrow got injured, but he's not old like like Matthew Stafford. He's still young now. I mean, I hate to play the ageism game here, but that's a fact. I don't know if Matthew Stafford's going to have that kind of career again at an advanced age of quarterback, even though he's relatively healthy. Joe Burrow, if they give him a better offensive line, hell, I saw they he did with a a bunch of busters in front of him. I know what he can actually do with with a quality offensive line in front of him.
2: Let me me ask you this, Shannon. If Matthew Stafford got sacked nine times in a game, do you think he's going to be able to rally the troops and still win that football game?
0: No. Just say it. Admit it. I'm not I'm not gonna question Talk Matthew Shannon. Talk not Shannon. Gonna question Matthew Stafford's toughness. I'm not questioning his, his toughness his either. Determination, yeah, but that if, is a Super Bowl yeah, but, winning quarterback, number one yeah. overall pick. But if he got sacked nine times in the game, he wouldn't have needed the police, he didn't need a priest.
1: <laughs> 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 All right, so let me bring up the other the other quarterback that I was thinking. What about what about a guy like Tua who played in a record breaking offense was the quarterback there? Why isn't Tua, and what what that Miami Dolphins offense can do, why doesn't that strike fear in the hearts of men?
2: Well, l- let me say this. Now, Tua had a phenomenal year, right? Throwing mm-hmm. with anticipation means everything. Being able to hit your guys in stride, that, that accuracy, that means a lot. Yeah. But when we talk about quarterbacks being feared, one of the things that we also got to remember about Joe Burrow is that, yes, he can do it with his mental, with his arm and Absolutely. his anticipation, but Joe Burrow can escape the pocket as well and make plays with his legs.
0: Underbraid athleticism, absolutely. We need,
2: to, we need to see that more from Tua Valoa. I think that's one of the things about all the guys that we name, where there's Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, the, and even Jordan Love that's coming up, and even C.J. Stroud. We know that those guys can be able to make a difference with their legs and buying time and, and throw off different platforms. Right. We're still waiting to see that from a, on a consistent basis from Tua.
0: IHSB on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and h 83 says, I've seen some defensive backs make career decisions when it comes to tackling Josh Allen of the Buffalo oh, Bills. Yeah. But he believes, I think, Patrick Mahomes is the only one who is truly, truly feared. Yeah, we put Patrick Mahomes in a different kind of category. But to me, I think there's a fearsome fivesome when it comes to quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes at a top of the list, no doubt about it. But Josh Allen of the Buffalo, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati, Lamar Jackson of Baltimore and Aaron Rodgers of the New York Jets. To me, that's the fearsome thysm of elite quarterbacks in the NFL.
2: And I think let's let's put it in a better way, Freddie. Mm. I, I think when you look at these quarterbacks that keep defensive coordinators up at night and yeah. like, damn, how are we going to stop these guys? How yeah. can we limit what they Absolutely. do? Absolutely,
0: yeah, no doubt about that. Jeff in North Carolina, he's got something to say about the fearsome thysm elite quarterbacks that we believe in the NFL at 888-729-3776. Jumping Jeff, what you got in the Freddie Harry calling line on ESPN Radio?
1: Hey, guys, love the show. Uh, you. Freddie, I love your brother, but Aaron Rodgers is not elite anymore. He has an elite resume. Can't be feared anymore. Last time we seen him on the field, towards Achilles up, and before that, he was a no-show against the Detroit Lions.
0: Well, here's why I, I like the argument, but here's why Aaron Rodgers still lead. You can say he was a no-show against the Detroit Lions, but in that season, his last season in Green Bay, complete over 64% of his passes, had 26 touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 91.1. I don't think Zach Wilson combined his NFL careers had a 91.1 quarterback rating.
3: <laughs> that is still an
0: elite quarterback when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. The last three years of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, 48 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. 37 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Believe me, I don't know if he's going to come with those numbers to the New York Jets, but that's still in the league quarterback. That was behind a garbage offensive line that we never got a chance to see exactly how that was going to look. Four plays into the 2023 season.
2: Hey, that young man can still spin that football. He can still throw that thing. (laughs) Right, Freddie. He can still throw that thing, Freddie. <laughs> I'm just
0: staying out of that here on Freddie and <laughs> Harry on ESPN Radio. I got one for you guys. So go quick. ahead, Devin King. What you oh,
2: got? Oh, I know where he going. I'm
0: he's just, not going, Daniel Jones. No, 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 no. no. In all seriousness, I, I, I all know where he's going. Like, yeah. you know,
3: mm-hmm. when when teams are plan, you know, game planning against offenses. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Why are you laughing? Go yeah, why ahead, you, No, why are you laughing? Are you Because well, I, I well, know. You have no idea what I'm well, about to exactly. say. Hold on. Exactly, Devin. We're on this now. Why are you laughing, Harry? Yeah. We're on this now.
2: All right, watch this. Tell tell Dave to finish saying what he's
0: saying. Tell, go ahead, Dave. No, I just want to know why you're laughing. Yeah, me too. You, um, <laughs> do you think teams are going to be real? Does, does Brock... Purdy struck the fear <laughs> I I knew it. in people's
2: I knew hearts, what hearts was and minds. But, but, Harry,
0: when we asked you that, you didn't want to say anything. You wanted to wait till Devin. You you knew what he was going to say. You could have beat him to the punch. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know okay. Brock, I don't know if Brock Purdy will ever do that, so, so, at I'm least not, right I'm not now. Putting,
2: I'm not putting Brock in that category. Yes, yeah, so right? you're
0: too for Brock oh, Purdy. Of
2: oh, 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 being yeah. feared. Right. Not like I am Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and also Patrick Mahomes.
0: But he keeps having seasons like we saw last year. 31 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, completing over 66% of his passes. You keep doing that, and all of a sudden you stack a Super Bowl chip on top of that. He can get to that fearsome category. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe
2: I knew, I knew what brother did. May, was going maybe
0: on. when it comes to that. <laughs> Jay in Delaware. First eight day eight.
2: back, he starred nonsense.
0: Oh, it, we haven't got through half of the show yet. And he already got started. <laughs> Jay in Delaware at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Jay, what you got to say about feared quarterbacks in the NFL, my friend?
1: Gentlemen, gentlemen. First off, love, 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 love the show. Thank you. Uh, secondly, it. y'all leaving out Brock Purdy out of that fearsome five. What I mean, led three, three games led three game-winning drives in that Super Bowl, and if there was a, even a hand put on Chris Jones in that game, he won that Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> well, put it this way. They didn't need to put hands on, a hand on Chris Jones. They didn't put hands on Chris Jones, not just a hand. A hand was not going to stop him. I'm not going to put Brock Purdy in that category yet. I'm glad that people are speaking up for him because, if anything to me, Brock Purdy did a lot more for his reputation in that let, let, Super Bowl Freddie, than if he did not play well.
2: Let me ask you this mm-hmm. because you look at our list. How many second year players do we
0: have on that list? Zero. Zero. <laughs> I'm not I, I'm with you. Like zero. Yeah. But I don't mind the Brock Perry supporters. Because for all that he had to you deal know, with, there's no bigger win than me. Well, you and me both. We kept giving him love, and when he didn't play well, like he didn't play well in the first half versus Green Bay versus Detroit, we kept it 100. But we also kept it 100, people, by saying, look what he did in the second half of those games, where yeah. he led the comeback against those games. And maybe if his coach had a little bit more faith in him and protected him from Chris Jones, he might have made that throw to Jawan Jennings and Brandon Ayuk down the stretch. I'm not saying I'm just saying. But, I, not, why, but he's not a fearsome Fison. Dale just laughing back there, but I swear. He really is. Put it this way. What? He can say whatever he wants about Brock Purdy. We know Brock Purdy throwing backwards is better than your quarterback, Daniel Jones, throwing forwards. All right, yards. all
1: right. No, he's What's telling the truth. He's
2: telling the well, well, truth. Hold too. on, hey, There's no else. Danny Dimes. It's the Big I Apple Turtle. What are we doing here?
1: Yeah, come on. <laughs> I asked a serious question. You heard me on Get Up
2: this morning. The Giants better move up and Uh get a quarterback because Daniel Jones is not Danny Dimes. Mm. He's the big upper turnover, and they better figure it out. If Brian Dable wants to save his job.
0: What do you got to say about that, Devin Kane and Shannon Penn, Giant supporters? I'm hurt. Why? (laughs) Because he told the truth? No. I asked a serious question. I didn't get a serious response. Yeah, well, you, yes, did. you did. Yes, you did. We gave you serious
2: response. We kept. And, pro- I, and I and I followed up by saying we don't have a second year quarterback on our list. We don't.
1: It, but yet it, you got a, a rookie that can be on that list, huh?
0: Well, Cj Stroud's a better yeah. quarterback. More. Jordan
2: Love's technically. I mean,
1: yeah. Jordan,
0: I, I would take. I would take Cj Stroud and Jordan Love over Brock Purdy, even though C.J. Stroud's a rookie, and Jordan Love has since went through his first full year as a starting quarterback. I'll take both of those guys over Brock Purdy. But if you're saying that the gap is massive between those two and Brock Purdy, you're fooling yourself. It's not as massive as people want to put out there regarding Brock Purdy. All
1: right, there's one more quarterback I want to ask you guys about. Right. Do you think Jalen Hurts can get to that point of being, or what does he have to do to get to that point where he, the defense to start fearing what he does?
2: Uh I think good question. What happened with Jalen Hurts in 2023 versus 2022? We seen the dual threat that he could be. Also, when it came to the passing game, mm-hmm. in 2022, he never got tired of making deposits in the bank. And what I mean by that taking the check down, not searching for the big play. In 2023, on numerous of occasions, it seemed like Jalen Hurts was searching, searching, searching for the big play yeah. versus just taking and making deposits in the bank and continue to cash checks and make those deposits. I think in 2024, he has to get back to being consistent, running the football as well. Mm-hmm. And I understand that he was a little banged up in 2023, but be more consistent running the football. But also when – there are certain plays in front of you to make. Yeah. Just make them. Throw yeah. it down to the back. Throw it down I, to the hitch outside that's five yards, six yards up the field. Just take what the defense gives you.
0: His completion, his completion percentage me, in 2022 is 66.5%. In 2023, 65.4%. So it wasn't that much with drop-off. 22 touchdown passes in 2022. 23 touchdown passes in 2023. Only six interceptions in 2022. 15 interceptions, to your point, in 2023.
2: Now, I would say this, if it's third and two, fourth and one, fourth and inches, Mm -hmm. then Jalen Hurts is the most feared in the National Football League Mm -hmm. overall because of the ass push.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The grass ass, that's what you're doing here? That's what we're talking about, that play with Philadelphia. Here's something else. I wonder how much, in terms of him being injured, Jalen Hurts, I wonder how much he was trying to overcome the sense of others. I wonder how much of that with – inconsistent, inconsistency in the offensive line, the whole AJ Brown thing. It seemed like he was complaining every week about the football and Jalen Hurts playing through injury, not making excuses, but I wonder how much he was trying to overcome the sins of others when it came to players in the offense, that coaching staff and a defense that wasn't the defense we saw from Philadelphia in 2022. He can seem to be impervious to pressure. Everybody feels it internally or externally and I wonder how much he tried to internalize that and overcome the sins of others, including his own sins, but yep. definitely others on both sides of the football and the coaching staff of the Philadelphia Eagles.
2: And I would also add another guy, like when you talk about Justin Herbert now being paired with Jim Hallball, he could become one of those quarterbacks that, th- that's feared in the National Football League Yeah. because now he has a competent coach to make competent decisions.
0: Yeah, because there's not a throw he can't make when it comes yep. to Justin Herbert. But now he finally has a True live coach and knows what he's doing. (laughs) He has not had that in his NFL career so far. He's Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter at HDouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at ColemanESPN. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. If you want to have some money for the weekend or money throughout the weekend, this is the place you need to be because an FOS friend of the show will make sure she puts more money in your pocket by the end of the weekend. She joins us next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Series X and Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. It's been a minute since we've had her in studio because before the Super Bowl and after the Super Bowl, Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting. Baiting. She She's a great follow on to Aaron K. Dolan, to say the least. By the way, real quick, how was Vegas for the Super Bowl? That's what I want
3: to know. Vegas was great, but did you know today's National Margarita Day? So I feel like it would have so, been more so fun so if I was Vegas. in Vegas than National Margarita Day. Hold on like, National
0: Margarita Day, then why are we doing a show here?
3: <laughs> exactly. We, that's we what I was wondering.
0: Would you, me, Devin, Shannon, <laughs> Harry should literally be at a bar somewhere.
3: We should be, but Vegas was was good. It was brisk. It was cold, but the best cash, that's all that mattered. So all that know. matters.
0: Okay, so you made some money. Do you do
2: you love margaritas, Erin?
3: They're the only drink that I drink.
2: Oh, okay. Well,
3: it sounds uh-huh. good. Nothing to
2: else. Me. Okay.
0: What's your favorite? What's your favorite margarita?
3: Oh, Esplan, Esplan, just anything. Okay. Esplan's a tequila that goes in the margarita. So regular Mark.
0: Erin's partying hard. I, listen, I, well, well, I'm,
2: like I'm a tequila. A, I'm, <laughs> a, <laughs> I'm, a te- I'm a tequila boy. guy. That's a, you know, yeah. if it's not wine, all I drink is yeah. that tequila, baby. Yeah. I, you I, strike
3: me as someone who just has like a seven hundred dollar bottle sitting there. Yes. Hasn't been touched.
0: Yes.
2: You you know what? With your name on it. Yes. The Bible says, judge not, and you shall not be judged. (laughs) Notice no denial,
0: by the way. Yes. He tried to invoke the Bible. Yes. He tried to invoke the Bible. That's like a bait and switch. (laughs) I've had way too many nights at the bottom of a tequila bottle fighting a worm for position. So I'm not, oh, not going to put it that way. Off the bat, best bet tonight. NBA back in action for the second half of the season. What's your best bet for tonight?
3: Yes, NBA is back. Thank goodness. It's been a tough few days trying to give out hockey picks, college basketball picks. but
0: Just bet on the Rangers. They won seven in a row.
3: You know what? I thought I was going to get hot in hockey and I didn't. I was on ice. Okay, I went 0-2. <laughs> literally, and figured to Quite literally. Okay, but uh, yeah, speaking of margaritas too, all we're on ice. Alright, we got to stop with this theme. Getting to the point here. We're looking at Boston in the first half, minus 4.5 against the Chicago Bulls. Boston is the best team at covering the number in the first half this season. They've also covered 9 of their last 10 games in the first half on the road. They're the best team right now in basketball, in my opinion. They're top 3 on offense, top 3 on defense. The Bulls, meanwhile, they're middle of the pack on offense, middle of the pack on defense. So, They should be able to jump out on the spot. Minus four and a half feels a little bit low for a team like the Celtics. That's just been so good. They're rested. They're healthy. So I do believe they will jump out. Another thing I'm looking at is the Oklahoma City Thunder in the first quarter, minus half a point. They're really good in the opening frame. This game against the Clippers is going to be difficult. I'm not sure who's going to end up winning it, who's going to end up covering, but I will say the Clippers in the opening frame have not been good against number. They've only covered two of the last 10 games despite their record. So you can slice it a couple different ways, but I do love the first quarter bets also because I don't enjoy watching every game through the whole game. So you just get in get out, and if you lose it, you still got the rest of the game to make up for it. And then lastly, I'm going against my Sixers. I take the Knicks. I know both teams are banged up. I know the Knicks have lost four straight. They're coming off the All-Star break. They're getting a few guys back onto their roster the Sixers are just not good without Embiid, okay? I, I think we don't need to go into all the stats. You guys know I'm a Sixers fan, but they're 6-14 right. and 14 without Embiid. Their net rating takes almost a 10-point dip, so i would be looking at the Knicks to win outright on that game.
2: All right, so let's move this entire picture to the big picture. You look at Jokic, who's been a back-to-back MVP, actually the last one to do it. He's won two of those. He's favorite right now to win an MVP again, but there's a long shot. Is there a long shot that you like to actually try to take that crown?
3: Yeah, I mean, Jokic is the favorite, and rightfully so. But I'd be looking at a guy, if I'm looking at a long shot still, because we still have a a little ways to go absolutely. here. Absolutely, uh, Jason Tatum twenty-five to one. Now, last week he was a hundred to one. He flew down the odds boards. Now, is I don't know. Maybe Stephen A. is talking about it. Kendrick Perkins <laughs> talking about it. Everybody's talking about it, and all of a sudden <laughs> it starts moving. But I do think Jason Tatum has a shot at potentially winning this, just considering how good the record is. I know that his stat line's not as gaudy as a guy like Jokic, and I get all that. But at right. the same time, I mean, he's been so impactful when he's been on the floor. I don't really feel like it's something he's absolutely chasing. Like last year with Embiid, we knew he really wanted that. I Absolutely. But with Tatum, you know, he's not going to go out and start putting up 40-point games if that's not going to help his team. So I'd be looking at a guy like Jason Tatum just based on everything that's going on with the Boston Celtics, but I don't think you'd go wrong there.
2: Well, it, but it's crazy to me because a guy like Jason Tatum, he leads his team in points, mm-hmm. assists, And the rebound, so you would think a team that has the best record in the NBA (laughs) and a Mm -hmm. a player like Jason Tatum would be more favored towards the top to try to win the MVP award.
3: I mean, he opened eight to to one. For him really? to get to a hundred to one is insane, and my yeah. coworker does have a ticket on him a hundred to one, which okay. is amazing. Okay, wow! Well, In case that does hit, if, if his name is hit. Joe Fortenball. I will not be discreet. Wait a minute, <laughs> Joe Fortenball put yes. some money when he was
0: hundred to one. Hell yeah! How did, how did he not share He's that information? The, he did.
3: He was. He was on first thing. He was talking about how he did like him. Wow! It started coming down. Yeah. We talk about these guys all the time on the show, so we catch those lines. By the time we put them out, they're already down to 25 to 1.
0: But yeah, I don't mind It'll probably
3: making, be like 15 to 1 in a week.
0: And then, yeah, then it'll probably bounce back up. He's yeah. going to probably make more money. The rich get richer. Aaron <laughs> Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Alan's Always great to have her in studio here. And Freddie and Harry hit on Twitter at Aaron K. Dolan. Staying with the Boston Celtics and NBA title odds because we know they continue to shift. What long shot is out there that's not a Celtics team, mm-hmm. that's not a Nuggets team that you like?
3: Well, I will say the Celtics have been favored the entire season, which is pretty wild. If I'm looking at a long shot, Oklahoma City Thunder, 25-1. Okay. to one. Reason being, what's going on this year in the NBA? Nobody likes to play defense, okay? So I'm looking mm-hmm. at people that are in the top five defensively. The Celtics are one of those teams. Mm-hmm. But so is Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Minnesota, as well as OKC, is right there, 25-1. to one. But I'd go with OKC just because I've been liking what SGA has been doing all season. Absolutely. He's actually second in the MVP board. So, I mean... OKC's got the defense and also the offense. I know the Western Conference is really difficult, but if they're able to get through that, then I do believe ultimately they'll end up being at least playing the Boston Celtics. And then you worry about the Celtics getting it done in that situation. But again, this is about value in a long shot play. Personally, I think there's probably just three teams that can win it at this point. Denver Clippers and the Celtics, three at the top. But... If you're looking at a long shot, OKC, be worth it.
0: Real quick, you mentioned about nobody playing defense in the NBA. Nobody. How's that really affected money line and picks mm-hmm. and also everything else in the NBA with the way that it's going right now?
3: I mean, player prop overs are great. <laughs> the overs are great. But at the same time, I mean, it's just it's hard to handicap some of these games In general, regular season, just because you don't know who's getting up, who's not, the situation, back-to-backs. Like, tonight's actually really difficult to handicap because everyone's rested. Everybody can come out and gut punch. You're not really finding one of those edges in the first quarter or second half, although I did give a first quarter bet and a first half bet. But I'm just (laughs) saying, like, it it, it is difficult until you get these guys into a groove and try to find those situational spots.
2: I think a big game tonight you have at 10 p.m. It's on TNT, though. Uh, The the Warriors versus the Lakers. And these are two teams that are in ninth and 10th place right now when you look at the Western Conference. If you had to bet on one of these teams to make the playoffs, me personally, Mm -hmm. I'm leaning towards the Warriors because their schedule is easier.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Who are you leaning towards?
3: Oh, I'm leaning towards the Lakers. Okay. I was waiting for you to really beef up that why, Harry, but that's okay. We're gonna go. <laughs> We're that, was going. Pe-
0: that was pretty beefy. He said their schedule gets easier towards the end of the season. I know, season. just the schedule. <laughs> no, no. I'm messing with you. Actually, the
3: Warriors and Lakers are favored to miss the playoffs. Oh really? Both of them are favored to miss the playoffs, but the wow. biggest liability on ESPN bet to win it all okay. when the whole thing is the Lakers. That's Doesn't... weird. I know. Ugh. It's weird.
0: Wait, they're they're favored to miss the playoffs, they're but they're the biggest the liability. Playoffs, biggest
3: liability. Yeah, the most money is coming on them to win it all. Maybe somebody has a couple million dollars to throw on that because they're a Lakers fan. I don't know. But I do, between the two, I'd go with the Lakers just because, first of all, last year going into the All-Star break, they weren't looking good. They were four and six Mm -hmm. straight up. Then they came out. They went 16 and seven. They were looking great. This time, it's not really that situation. Like, they're looking good going into the All-Star break. They also won the in-season tournament. Not that that's Mm -hmm. really worth anything for the postseason, but just they had a... A switch. Yes. They switched it on when they needed to, and I think they'll be able to do that. It's just unfortunate that this team's in the Western Conference because it's so loaded. If this was a team in the Eastern Conference, wouldn't be a topic of conversation. Right. But – yeah, I mean, I'm impressed with the, what the Lakers have been able to do as long as they stay healthy, and I think I'm disappointed in some of the things I saw from the Warriors this season, which would make me, between the two, okay. go with the Lakers. But some people don't think either of them will make the postseason. Okay. Wow. Right. Got to get through the play in too, by it, the way, it, to it, make that. And
0: right now the yep. Lakers are ninth and the Golden State Warriors, are tenth they would be in the play-in situation mm-hmm. this season, end of the day. We mentioned the Lakers, and I heard that ESPN bet. They have a special market for one LeBron James. What is that?
3: Yes. So LeBron James is at 39,868 points scored so far. Crazy. Mm-hmm. To get to 40K, when he's going to do it, you can bet on the actual game that he's going to do it. You can bet on the method that he's going to do it. So right now the special is he's okay. going to hit his forty thousand point. 40,000th? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. you right. 40,000th <laughs> point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Buy dunk plus seven hundred. So there's a couple different markets that are just fun. I know it's going to happen to maybe end of February, March. He's expected not to play tonight, but mm-hmm. these are just fun markets that are available. Okay. If you deep dive into some of these specials, guys. I know everyone loves LeBron. Yeah, I mean forty k is crazy. That is. What's another yeah. deep
0: dive that you like off the, off the top of your head? What do you terms? mean? This, not, not like you talk about deep dives in different kind of markets. What's oh, a, um, one's out there that I mean got your attention. <laughs>
3: My market. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) My market tonight, which is Celtics first half, minus four and a half, and they didn't even fix the juice, so it's fine. Come on, a little self promotion.
0: Never heard anybody?
2: Margarita Day. Margarita Day. More more sympathetic,
0: we could not be when it comes to promoting yourself. Tequila not included when it comes to Aaron Dolan. What's the show called? Freddie and Harry.
3: Yeah, no, yeah. Exactly. Lots of self promotion. (laughs) (laughs)
0: If you can't can't promote yourself. Did you
3: think I didn't know the name of your show for a second there? You looked at me like. No, no, no. no, You looked at me like I was trying to get at that. All right. I didn't know if you you were going to. Now now
0: I'm insulted that you didn't think I would play along. Now I'm insulted. (laughs) Always great to have Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports betting analyst in studio on Margarita Day. Hit her on Twitter at Aaron K. (laughs) Dolan. Always a great job. Thank you, Aaron. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Keep weighing in on Twitter with us at HDogs83 and at Coleman. ESPN. We are what, by Progressive Insurance. Okay, Shana as ben, Aaron
1: maybe just thought about something. Let's okay. normalize guys drinking these fruity sweet drinks. Why not? I'm a margarita guy. I okay. like a, I like a, a okay. coffee martini. Okay. All let's right. let's do this. I'm all about pina coladas. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, let's, let's get, it, uh, let's get and, off this. And, and getting caught in the rain. That's what you want to? Yeah. Do all the of, I'm all
1: about all of that. Thank well, you very much. Matter of well, well, fact, I'm about to what, what, Doug Brown wait, to join me too. We about to go get margaritas after the show. But margarita's not really a fruity drink
0: though.
2: Anything with tequila. Oh no no no! I go,
1: no, I go strawberry margarita. This man oh, no. said, oh, "Let's Lord.
2: normalize men drinking these fruity drinks." Freddie.
0: And the sad part is how he tried to drag me and you along with him. I know. Yeah. Uh huh. You. You. Gonna... I drink
2: everything straight with an ice cube, baby.
0: What's that? <laughs> One of the big ice cubes. Did she say, that's what she said. Yeah, you can't be marked that way. Trying to have strawberry margarita. Nice try. <laughs> nice try, Shannon. Penn. It came from air. You can't be marked that way, Shannon. <laughs> you can't. What, what's the, no, I'm not going to say. I was going to say, once you go fruity, now nah, I'm going to stay yeah, out of that. Yeah, yeah fruity, that. man. Exactly. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Staying out of that whole thing because we're going down a deep, dark path that Shannon's trying to drag us down. No, no, no. You're going down that path alone, my friend. Keep weighing on the Freddie Harry call online. Fruity drinks optional at 888-729-3776. God, we're so juvenile. <laughs> the banana flavor, Shannon. The banana flavor. We know. I'm surprised he didn't say that. As much as talked about banana seeds riding on the strawberry, strawberry. <laughs> he went for a different kind of produce as far as that goes when it came to margarita. We stay with the NBA tip, and we'll give you a little fill-in-the-blank NBA second-half style. That's next. Bring your fruity margarita on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. Presented by Progressive Insurance and Sirius X and Channel 80 and always, always, always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Don't forget about NBA action on Sunday. Philadelphia 76ers, no Joel Embiid, hosting the Milwaukee Bucks. Presented by Indeed. Check out the coverage beginning at 12.30 Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We were going to do a little NBA fill in the Blank, but you know how this show is. Sometimes somebody will bring up something And then that's where we're going to go because we had Erin Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst, in here. And she mentioned that today is Happy Margarita Day. So, being that you have four people who have been known to imbibe a couple of times between Shannon Penn, Devin Kane, our producers, Harry Dougs, and Freddie Coleman, we decided to find out what was your drink of choice in college? I'm asking this question with fear because I know what kind of answers we're probably going to get, and I know it's going to be entertaining. But I wanted to be as clean as possible because responsible drinking to me is to make sure that you're with people that you know, not the right. people you don't know. We're That's not encouraging right. binge drinking, anything like that. But everybody had a, chance, had a chance to go to college. There was always a drink of choice that you have. So what was your drink of choice in college? Eight eight We're going to give you calls, but Harry Douglas, kick it off. What was your drink of choice in college?
2: I wasn't always a, t- a tequila guy. I didn't get into tequila until late into my life, Freddie. Mm-hmm. So for yep. me in college, I didn't have no money, uh-huh. right? right? I couldn't afford this expensive liquor. Okay. So for me, it was 2-11s, <laughs> oh, which man. is a malt liquor, and also uh, 151 vodka.
0: Oh, man. Ooh, yeah. So
2: it was between those two. 2-11s, two a steel reserve, or one, 151 vodka.
0: You really wanted to black out, didn't you?
2: <laughs> man you know you know you feel invincible when you're in college and stuff and you can man i i, I remember all it takes is two two elevens and yeah. you're feeling good
0: and yeah but not invincible anymore Let's put it that way. <laughs> associate producer Devin kane who matriculated st bonaventure what was your drink of choice
3: choice um well like harry <laughs> didn't have a lot of money
0: to spend i think this is going to be a recurring theme <laughs> i wouldn't cho-
3: i wouldn't choose it you know but we, you know, we, we, we drank it, nonetheless. Okay. My freshman year was the last year uh-huh. where Four loco was still fully powered, oh, if you will.
0: <laughs> you hear Shannon laughing in the background. Uh, no. Like, Shannon's like, yeah, I remember those days, too. Before, <laughs> before the Food and Drug Administration's got <laughs> his hand on it. Yeah, thank, thank God. No question. Shannon Penn, HBCU grad that you are. What was your drink of choice in college? See, I was fortunate to come up in a great time in American history.
1: Oh, Lord. When there was a thing called the Incredible Hulk. You had <laughs> Hypnotic and you had Hennessy. You mix them together, oh, one was blue, one was brown, you mix them together, oh, they turn boy. green. So on my twenty first birthday, my friend, we threw a, we threw a, we had a party on that Thursday. It uh-huh. was my twenty first birthday. My my girlfriend who's now my wife came down. Yeah. She came she came to town and uh-huh. she threw me an incredible Hulk themed birthday party oh, for my twenty first. That's
0: dope. How much do you That's remember? Dope. He felt like dope after That's that. That's what she didn't told
1: he? me would happen. I was about
0: to say, you know he don't remember. There's no way.
2: He, he was on that hen doggy dog and oh that hypnotic. Yeah, remember, yeah. man, hypnotic yeah. used to be mm-hmm. you know, remember the, the early nineties, Alize. That was Tupac's was drink. Alizé. Yeah, Tupac Alizé. was the yeah. Alize drink. Absolutely.
0: Man. Yeah, that was it. Mine was Long Island Ice Tea.
2: Okay, those yeah. things that get you. <laughs> Ooh,
0: yeah. you, you, may have, you may have started in Long Island, you wound up somewhere else. <laughs> you turned into <laughs> Carlos Coleman real quick. Believe <laughs> well, me, you may have started in, that, in, in Nassau County, you may have wound up in Suffolk County. If you had too many of Strong Island iced tea, as we like to call it back then.
2: You know another one I used, I used to like too? Yeah, uh, m- remember the drink Sex on the Beach?
0: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Th- I,
2: that's when I That's when I figured out though that fruity drinks weren't for me yes. and they tore my stomach up.
0: So you would have hated Fuzzy Navels then, peach nuts oh, and orange yes. juice. That would not have been for you. That was my second yep. drink of choice. Although oh, my college roommate, he would make what he called Fatal Navels where he would take, the, instead of like the Fuzzy Navel, he would take out the orange juice and insert that with vodka. I'm like, you're just out of your... Rabbit behind right. mine to do stuff like that. All
1: right, I got a fuzzy navel story. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, I know it's gonna
0: be good. Anytime, <laughs> anytime you have a fuzzy, uh, everybody so look, always has a fuzzy navel so story. Look,
1: I wasn't a big drinker, whatever, right? That's why I want to uh, normalize dudes being able to drink these fruity drinks. Okay. So when I really started drinking in college, right. fruity navel was the drink of choice. Fuzzy, <laughs> fuzzy excuse me, yeah. fuzzy, fuzzy <laughs> navel. So it was like what the peach liqueur and, peach orange, liqueur juice. and orange juice. So it wasn't yeah, really, really that strong. Right. So that was my little drink of choice. Yeah. So I go to the club one time, right? I go to the bartender, right? <laughs> After she was done, she came over to me. She was like, right, what would it be? And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, can I get a fuzzy
0: navel? Uh-huh. She looked at me and was like, you better man up and get a man drink. Wow. I ain't <laughs> giving you no fuzzy navel. How about tell her to mind her own business and serve the drinks Miss Isaac? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. She, the- she wow. tried shit and she tried shit. <laughs> I've never heard a bartender drink shame somebody that was sober. That That's was not, sober. No, no, no. no they, they... in
1: Norfolk, Virginia. She
2: was like, oh, no, nah, you better man up and get a man drink. Actually, oh, there's wow. a lot of bartenders that do that. No, like when God yeah. when guys try to order like certain really? drinks, they look at them sideways, like what? Just pour the drink.
0: I didn't ask for commentary. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if I wanted commentary for my drink, when I was younger, I'd have called Siskel and Ebert. I don't need you. Why don't you give me commentary to drink? Man up on the drink. How about you, woman, up and pour that drink for me, please,
2: Freddie? No lie, you want to know how I got really good at playing spades? Yeah, how? We used to play spades for shots. Like in, in college. So right. it wasn't – we didn't bid. It was whoever won four games out of seven. Oh, like we man. did it like a playoff series. Sure. And if you lost, the losing team, each person had to take three or four shots right then and there. So My quickly you, lo- you learn how to get good at playing
0: spades. Most dangerous game of quarters ever, But you guys were playing. <laughs> just <laughs> inserted cards instead of quarters as far as that goes. It is National Margarita Day. What was your drink of choice in college? We've got some serious answers from the crew led by Shannon ben and Devin Kane, our producers, Harry Douglas, and me, Freddie Coleman. Triple H, say ESPN, 888 We're not encouraging binge drinking. That's not what we do. But anybody has been to college has had a drink or two Unless you had a convent or a monastery, and since we know you weren't, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. What was your drink of choice and couch on this National Margarita Day? Your calls are next on so <laughs> Freddie and <laughs> Harry, call, ESPN Radio and ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from three to seven Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel eighty. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.